Craig Smith is on waivers. The Boston Bruins celebrated Patrice Bergeron's 1,000th point with a win over the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Bruins are playing tonight, and I'm waiting on two separate Bruins two-quarters. All this and more on a brand new episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Monday, December 19th. And I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day. The podcast is free and available on Apple, Spotify, Pocket Casts, wherever you get your podcasts. Please do subscribe so that you never miss a thing. The podcast is also available on YouTube. Search up the Locked On Boston Bruins channel and you can get uh, the podcast there as well as breaking news and post-game reactions. If you're on Twitter, Instagram, you can find us at Locked NHL Bruins, and you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. Like I said off the top, it's a fairly busy episode as we're going to talk about Craig Smith being put on waivers, Boston's win over the Columbus Blue Jackets, as well as tonight's game against the Florida Panthers. Let's start with Craig Smith. That was the biggest news. Uh, on Sunday, and it was announced by Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet, you know, other hockey reporters, 2 p.m. every day announce which players are placed on waivers. Craig Smith has appeared in only 17 games for the Bruins this season. He's been banged up a little bit. He's been healthy scratched. And even in the games that he has played, he's only averaging under 10 minutes a game, 9 minutes and 51 seconds. He's got one goal, three assists for four points with 22 shots on the season, just a shade over one shot per game. This comes after he had a pretty successful 2021-22, playing on uh, mostly the Oceans line with Trent Frederick. Charlie Coyle, he had 16 goals, 20 assists for 36 points in 74 games. Now, the Bruins lineup is fairly optimized at the moment. You can argue whether or not Smith should be in over A.J. Greer, but Greer, much cheaper than Craig Smith at the moment in terms of cap space. Smith is in the final year of a three-year contract that carries a $3.1 million cap hit. Greer, on the other hand, is in the first year of a two-year deal that pays him only six, sorry, $762,500. The Bruins are right up against the cap at the moment. Their current cap space is $53,000 with a projected deadline cap space of $148,000. So there will be really no flexibility as things stand. You don't want a guy who's making $3.1 million 
sitting in the press box. You either want him to come off the books or you want to put him in the AHL where his uh, cap hit would be clearly much lower than it is uh, if he's up in the NHL level. So what's going to happen is either he will be claimed by another NHL team or he will clear waivers and be sent down to the um, Providence Bruins where he can continue to play. And if he is um, required, his services required later in the season, then he can be called up. It's similar to what Mike Riley and Chris Wagner are experiencing at the moment. Buried cap penalties. Those two guys, $2.1 million uh, between them in buried cap space. Craig Smith, not sure off the top of my head what his buried cap hit would be, uh, but it would give the Bruins some flexibility. And again, he's been in and out of the lineup, not very effective, when he has been in the lineup and therefore the Bruins can get a bit of a flexibility here. Uh, either he's claimed, which would be a best case scenario. That's his whole cap hit taken off or he can be buried and the Bruins, you know, still have to retain some of that cap hit, but they can bury a large amount of it in the AHL. It's unfortunate for Smith. He's well liked in the Bruins locker room. Uh, I believe he and his partner just announced they're having a baby. So if he is claimed having to move would be a bummer, especially right before the holidays. Although he wouldn't move right now. He would just join his new team and they'd handle that later. But still, right around the holidays, not ideal. The NHL deadline for uh, making moves before the holidays is tonight, the 19th at midnight. So uh, the Bruins putting him on waivers on Sunday in order to be able to make a corresponding move. Either they send him to Providence or he's claimed. So that's the big news here uh, on Sunday with regards to our Boston Bruins, Craig Smith on waivers. And, you know, he's had a pretty good career, 20 uh, goal seasons on his resume. He's got 806 career games with the Predators and the Bruins, 192 goals. Uh, he capable of being a pretty effective scorer right now, the lowest goals per 60 of his career, uh, dating back to 2012, 2013, 0.4, just not going to cut it, uh, on a team like the Bruins at the moment, 0.06 goals per game through 17 games. Uh, that's the lowest mark of his career. Um, so it's tough, you know, that's the business of hockey and the Bruins at 2 PM here on Monday, we'll find out whether or not he has been claimed or if he will be sent down to the Providence Bruins. The first time that he's been placed on waivers by the Boston Bruins. Let's just check the waiver calculator here, uh, from our good friends at, Cap friendly, and if we click on Craig Smith, who I'm not seeing at the moment, uh, all players, let's see what his buried cap would be. 
scroll down. Craig Smith. Uh, let's see here. Oh, it's not telling me what it would be. Anyways, you get the picture. He's going to uh, hopefully clear waivers, be sent down to Providence, keep him with the team, and they can call him up in a pinch. But if not, uh, he's claimed. Then sad to see him go. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk about Saturday's game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. A win before which Patrice Bergeron was feted for his 1,000th career point. But first, this episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. They have a product that so many people use every single day, and it is a source of high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Now, Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. Cost him about $100 a day. He created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutritional routine on your own. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day, that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So on Saturday afternoon, the Boston Bruins hosted the Columbus Blue Jackets. And prior to puck drop, Bergeron was honored with a pregame ceremony to commemorate his 1,000th career point that he recorded earlier this season. The first couple of periods for the Boston Bruins, not quite what we would have expected against a bottom-feeding team like the Columbus Blue Jackets. In fact, after two periods, the Bruins held a 2-1 lead, but... When you're playing a team like Columbus, you want to assert your dominance. Jim Montgomery, as time ticked away in the second period, leaned over to Patrice Bergeron and told him that the dressing room was his at intermission. Uh, Montgomery said, never mind the Hall of Fame player he is, a Hall of Fame person and leader, so much so that after uh, the first Coach was not happy with team, not very happy in between periods when he addressed the team. So the second period, little impact was made. So he said to Berge, with 40 seconds left, it's your dressing room. And the Bruins came out and played their best period of the game. And that speaks volumes of how much Montgomery trusts him and how much the players listen to him. The Bruins extended their one-goal lead in the final frame with goals from Taylor Hall and Thomas Nosek that were scored 19 seconds apart. Uh, the Bruins allowed the Blue Jackets to score a power play goal in the third period to make it 4-2. Uh, 
Patrick Liney making things interesting, but the Bruins responded to Bergeron's message and they held on. Uh, when you're playing good teams, you let them hang around. Bergeron said, they're going to find a way. And that's where trouble starts. When you're able to get that next goal and an extra goal, that's when you get that momentum and take the wind out of their sails. And that's how they approached it. Trying to find that next goal, take the next positive step and um, get the job done. Now the Bruins are 2-0-1 on this current homestand. But Montgomery still said he doesn't think the team's playing very good hockey. They're not checking well enough. They're not playing fast enough with or without the puck. And it's leading them to spend more time in their own end, getting on the wrong side of pucks, taking a lot of stick infractions, a lot of penalties being taken by the Bruins over the last few games, and leading the team to leak oil a little bit in how they want to play. Uh there are obviously positives for the Bruins that they can uh, lean on, rely on. They are still 24-4-2 to begin the season. But it's a long season. It's a marathon, not a sprint. There's going to be ebbs and flows, ups and downs. And Bergeron admitted there's things that they have to get better at. They don't want to be satisfied knowing there's more to give. And when you get placent, that's when trouble happens. They're a great team, but a team that needs to rely on everyone and needs to rely on details and depth. You look at the standings, the Bruins are up there. The next challenge on their list is teams are going to prepare differently for them and expect a great game. The first place team, it's a measuring stick for other teams at this point. And a lot of teams are going to come out on all cylinders, wanting to make a statement against the Bruins. Now, Jeremy Swayman got the call in this one. And not only did he play well, a 31 save game, but he came oh so close to scoring. Uh, Only 12 goalies in NHL history have hit the back of the net. He had a clear shot at becoming the 13th but it trickled just wide and he could tell that he was kind of disappointed. He said he wants to score so bad, but he said, it's going to happen. It will. He's tried a lot of times. Haven't made it past the red line yet. He did on Saturday, but on just on the other side of the net, the more important thing was that he played well in his own net. Montgomery thought he was their best player. He made 31 saves, his best game of the season for sure. And hopefully it's a sign of things to come for the young goalie, still fairly young, who hasn't gotten off to the best start this season. Linus Allmark, of course, has carried the load. Uh, But a 939 save percentage in this one, I'm giving him the big bear of the night because of that poised performance in net. I mean, they were playing the Blue Jackets. But um, it was a good step in the right direction for the third-year goalie. Um, He's not playing as frequently as he did in the past, so it's kind of hard to get that rhythm. And so it was important for him to play well in this game against the Blue Jackets because, you know, you blow that game, 
who knows when you're going to get back in the net. But with three games on tap this week, including a back-to-back, he's going to play one of those. And uh, it's nice to see him be rewarded for those efforts. Of course, this game was highlighted by the um, Patrice Bergeron ceremony to begin the game. So great to see him uh, being honored by, you know, Johnny Busick, general manager Don Sweeney, team president Cam Neely, his teammates, Brad Marchand, David Krejci, getting a nice pick in with his family, uh, the three guys left over from that 2011 team. And uh, I tweeted on Saturday, there's never going to be another Patrice Bergeron. We're so lucky to be able to have witnessed his career up close and um, you know, every game that we still get to watch is a gift uh, with Bergeron in the lineup. One final note from this game, David Pasternak opened the scoring with his 20th goal of the season, marking his seventh consecutive 20 goal campaign, tying Peter McNabb and Bobby Orr for fourth longest such streaks. Busick, Leads that category with 10 straight 20 goal seasons. It was cool that he was in the building uh, for this one. It's the 20th goal in his 30th game of the season, making it the third fastest time to 20 goals. He did it in 22 games back in 2019, 20, 28 games in 2018, 19. Uh, Cool also to see Thomas Nosek get a goal in there as well. Uh, Taylor Hall led the way with. Six shots on goal. David Pasternak had five. Everybody on the blue line got a shot on net, which was nice to see. And uh, the Bruins, overall, decent enough effort. Wasn't their best game of the season by any stretch. But when you're playing against the Blue Jackets, you can kind of get away with that. And they'll have a much tougher test here on Monday as they host the Florida Panthers. And we'll touch on that game here after the break. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every single day, free and available wherever you get podcasts. For your second listen, please do check out the Locked On Today podcast. You can get all the latest news and notes from around the sports world, take of the day, game recaps, and uh, you can find it on your favorite podcast app, and on YouTube. All right, so the Bruins kick off a week in which they will play three games prior to the mini holiday break next weekend. No games on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. The first game will be played against the Florida Panthers, last year's President's Trophy winners. They've gotten off to a bit of a rough start. Uh, they're 5-5-0 and over their last 10 games. 15, 13, and 4 overall to begin the season. Sam Reimhart's been playing well lately. He's got four goals, six points over the team's last five games. Uh, Brandon Montour leads with only two assists over the last five games. Uh, You have Sergei Bobrovsky and Spencer Knight in net. I think Bobrovsky got the last start, which was a win. Uh, So they... May go back with him. He is 7-9-1 with an 894 save percentage. 
Spencer Knight, the youngster, much better on the season, 8-4-3 and three with a 9-19 save percentage. These two teams met back on October 17th, the Bruins winning by a score of 5-3. to three. Power play, the Panthers rank 27th. The Bruins, of course, first still in penalty kill, so that could be an advantage there. Boston's power play is third, while Florida's penalty kill is 17th, so special teams could very well play a part here. Hopefully the Bruins cut back on their recent trend of taking a bunch of penalties. The Bruins are no longer the top scoring team in the NHL. They have an average of 3.8 goals per game, which is now second. The Panthers are allowing a 19th ranked 3.22 goals per game, while the Bruins are still first when it comes to goals allowed per game at 2.13. Overall, the Panthers are led in scoring by Alexander Barkov. He's got 22 points in 25 games. Uh, And he is back in the lineup after missing some time earlier this month with an illness. He recorded an assist in their last game, which was played on uh, Saturday against the New Jersey Devils. Uh, He's always a guy, of course, to keep an eye on. Um, Other key players for the Panthers, Sam Bennett, 22 points in 32 games. Uh, Then there's uh, guys like Sam Reinhart, who I mentioned. Matthew Kachuk actually leads the team in scoring with 39 points in 29 games. Uh, Carter Verhege with 26 points in 31 games as well. Uh, Aaron Ekblad, Gustav Forsling, Brandon Montour, the guys to keep an eye on from the back end. Apologies there. I think I said Barkov leads the team in scoring, but it's actually Matthew Kachuk, 39 points through 29 games. Should be a great game tonight for the Bruins, uh, one in which they're going to want to come out strong, uh, take it to the Panthers early, get the advantage and uh, keep things cooking on home ice where they are 16 0 and two to begin this season. Following that game, they will take on the Winnipeg jets on Thursday on home ice. Then they'll travel to New Jersey to take on the devils on Friday, the 23rd, the final game before the two day break. They actually get a three day break. They're off boxing day as well and then a back-to-back next week in Ottawa and New Jersey. That's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins, my friends. Keep an eye on the Locked NHL Bruins Twitter account, 2 p.m. here on Monday afternoon for the latest updates with respect to Craig Smith on the waiver wire. Uh, Also drop the lineup heading into tonight's game if there's any unexpected changes. And uh, be back tomorrow to... Recap the game against the Panthers, as well as update the Atlantic Division power rankings and take a look at the Eastern Conference playoff picture. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you had a great weekend. We had some more family merriment here. Uh, A lot of good food, adult beverages, and um, yeah, just loving life here as we head into the holidays. Hope you're all taking care of yourselves. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays.
any other holiday that you might be celebrating at the moment. Uh, yeah, that's it, friends. Have a good one. We'll talk to you again here tomorrow on Locked On, Boston Bruins, your favorite team every single day.